0: And welcome to another episode of All Bad Films. Alright, so we, we have been joined together again on uh, a film that everyone has been talking about, everybody's been raving about, uh, everything, everywhere, all at once. Grudgingly uh, for Todd, Todd begged and pleaded, he said, Come on, I need a, a three-hour manifesto on Sonic 2. Uh, but no, we're, we're here <laughs> talking this film instead. Uh, I'm your host, today. We're joined with Todd, uh, Rich, Drew, and McKenna, and maybe a Sam later. We will see. Um, but yeah, uh, we're just going to get into talking about this film. Uh, for those that, that don't know, uh, Everything Everywhere All at Once is the latest film uh, from A24, and it's from the, the Daniels uh I, I always thought they were brothers like their last name was daniels that is not the case um i, th- I think maybe a couple people learned that uh, but it also stars uh michelle yo and ki hugh Quan. but enough enough of semantics let's get into thoughts on the movie i'll let todd go first what are your general thoughts on this on this banger film
1: I enjoyed this quite a bit. Uh, I went and um, watched it. I was hesitant about the time because I hate longer movies in the theater. Uh, but f- with the exception of like one little lull I felt in the middle of the film, it really flies by. Uh, the pacing is amazing. The editing is really uh, good. Actually. A film like this, which could easily be really confusing or convoluted but comes aclo- across really clearly in my opinion uh, it's goofy it's funny uh, I don't know I liked it I, overall I thought this was a great film
0: yeah I, I to to further on, on the pacing and some of this might, uh, might talk about a little bit more in spoilers but I think the structure that they decided to go for this um, lends itself to being like 2 hours and 20 minutes to where it doesn't Still like two hours and twenty minutes. Um Sure. Uh Rich, what were your thoughts on everything everywhere? at once.
2: My thoughts are take that, Pixar. You thought that you had a monopoly on unpacking generational trauma. No, you just got beaten at your own game.
0: <laughs> so true. So true. In in some ways, um, and I guess this the second part, uh, technically a spoiler, but I, I assume most people watch trailers, unlike myself or whatever. And even I knew like this going into it. In some ways, is this like a double whammy on Disney, the multiverse stuff? Um
3: uh, yeah, they really were like, yeah, we see what you did, and we're gonna do it better. Actually,
2: oh, that's a cute multiverse you have there, Disney. <sighs>
0: Uh, it, it'd it be funny if we didn't just do Spider-Man. Look at this. Uh, no, uh, it, it's just interesting that, it you know, maybe, maybe you'll compare it to Pixar and...
2: Uh, I find uh, it really year. weird that in a summer with, with two, well, not summer, a spring with two multiverse movies coming out, the one that I was most excited for was not the one being made by Sam Raimi. <laughs>
0: Um, We have been joined by Sam, uh, as mentioned at at the start, Uh, so probably a 10 minute gush uh, real quick. Sam, maybe tell people about the videos you you make so they can check that out, Uh, but then go go on your your rampage about how much you love this movie.
4: Hey, everybody. Um, Yeah, I'm Sam. I make videos over at youtube.com slash afterthoughts, and it's generally just kind of like, whatever i'm super excited about at the time and right now that's this movie um so i i am just so excited to hear all of the amazing thoughts that people are like spewing about this film all over the internet i've read like every article that i can find about it um and uh yeah like this was the kind of movie where i left the theater and i said bye to my friends and i just like sat down on the bench outside the theater and just whipped out my notes app and just started writing shit
0: down Um, I don't even know, like, what, where to
4: start. Like, what did I miss? What have you all been
0: talking about? Just just general, like, non-spoiler thoughts. Todd had mentioned, like, even, it it does have, like, a slight, like, the the only grip I kind of agree with Todd about this is, like, it lulls in a little bit, but you almost don't even necessarily notice it because the pacing of the film is actually really (laughs) well done. Um, other than that, we, we briefly mentioned that it kind of one-ups Pixar with, uh, uh you know, trauma and um, emotional stuff, and and also the multiverse with, with Marvel, or um, but yeah, that's that's pretty much it. Um, we we haven't even talked about the, the uh, real quick. I guess I'll throw this out because no one's mentioned it yet. I thought the performances um, in this were, same, uh, specifically uh, the guy that was in Indiana Jones previously, Kihu Kwan, and uh, the Goonies. Oh my God. I don't know how dorky he hasn't dads been are like
4: having a moment this year in He's, film. They are having, Love it, they are Love a it.
3: <laughs> I support him so much.
4: <laughs> he was just—you just wanted to to hop into the movie and give him a hug at all times.
3: Yeah, really lovable guy.
0: Now, Todd, I I think you can speak for yes. this uh, for both of us. Maybe is this is this year setting the bar high? dads is it is it insurmountable or is it good that dorky dads are now getting representation i think
1: dorky dads need more representation so i was pretty happy with this i like this guy even though i don't he's not really my the same personality as me i found him very endearing and i thought he was a good representation of fathers so uh of like what fathers can be at their at their best so I'm a fan, I, I I think it's good. Did you agree? You 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 get to talk about this too now. We're
0: we're, we're giving we're giving this dad yes. two thumbs up from yes, the two there dads. You go. Um, so
2: um, I love yeah, that.
4: J- um, I, I love that in both this movie and Turning Red, the dad got kind of the classic you know like 90s odds like sitcom depiction of like oh you know look at this guy look. <laughs> What is he doing? What a what a what a weirdo! But then he delivers the ultimate like emotional gut punch of the film. Kind of like you see. Oh, he's he's chilled out. He's the one who has it all figured right. out.
2: So Todd and Hay, do you guys give this two shiny white New Balance sneakers <laughs> used for <both laughs> wants?
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, new Balances jorts. I give uh, it
1: two socks in sandals. Um, That's what I give it.
0: I was actually on socks and sandals before before they even made a comeback. Uh, but that's besides the point. Drew, real quick, uh, you haven't spoken. What are your thoughts on this I, film?
5: Oh, no, I loved it. It, it was a bl- I mean, kind of just echoing everything you guys have said. Um, I would like to add, I think it actually is a one-up on Disney and Pixar in another important way. But that's a bit of a spoiler. Okay. Um, <laughs> we'll
3: um... <laughs> we'll to that later.
5: Are they opening a twenty four land? Hopefully, <laughs> <laughs> with the Please. midsummer roller coaster. Um, that
4: sounds like a terrifying place.
5: i would <laughs> never. I need to bring like See, a security card. Uh,
0: yeah, I, I'm. I'm more the the spring breakers uh, area. I think is the the. I was trying to think of the the worst of the a ones that would be a theme park. They have the
4: I, James Franco.
3: They have a ride there where you go through the tunnel from the uh men trailer that just came out
0: he's, he's, yeah <laughs> um maybe yeah maybe <laughs> there's some good ones to choose from now that I'm through the all amount of that guy.
4: everyone in my theater just exploded with laughter at the moment the giant title men hit the screen
1: Um <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh I, yeah uh were, did you have any other thoughts drew sorry
5: <laughs> oh no no it's all good it was no i loved it it was super energetic and it felt um because i guess when we talk a little bit more like how it incorporates so many different references and like styles of filmmaking into it but it all felt really like on the nose and just you, you could tell there's a lot of like time and care and effort put into this and it's like it very much feels like this is something they've been working for, like so, working towards for a long time.
0: Go a, a little further on that point too. I have seen like a lot of people there, there's been a lot of buzz about like, this is the type of film you sh- should support. And that's definitely true. Like everyone should go. And and I actually like to go even further on that point. I think this is quite possibly like the most accessible, weird A24 movie um, in, Maybe maybe the horror stuff like sort of transcends that because horror as a genre kind of have a, has its own built-in audience uh, that's gonna see that stuff no matter what. But like I I really do think like I I wouldn't necessarily be as eager to show like even ex machina to someone because they might find it boring they might find it artsy fartsy whatever. I do think this this has like so much for everyone. Um, I do think it is a little backhanded to say like. This is this is like the films that pe- people should be making because like this is such a passionate, like very like very driven pro like wired driven project that like I I don't think happens like all the time. So the fact people are like, Yeah, we need fifty of these. Ram. It's like oh, I, I don't I don't I know if fifty would... of these exist. Like that would be yeah. great.
3: <laughs> um, yeah. I, I think bet. people are just excited to see something that does have so much passion in it. And like, I yeah, I get what you're saying, but yeah, I think it is just like we we have a lot of just like uh I mean, we just have a lot of franchises in general. I guess it might be a p- part of the thing where it's like, "All right, we we are guaranteed we're going to get a certain amount of this X type of movie a year," you know? So, I think it it's just like people are excited to see something that's like, "Oh man, just you can feel that there were some people that really wanted this to happen and they made it happen and that's really cool and i can understand wanting more of that
1: oh no i was gonna say it's uh... like a approachable (laughs) but still like i don't know what the right word to say like high level thinking uh original sci-fi project and just those don't exist that often that aren't like you know what I mean? Like more action-y or franchise films. It just watching it. It's just so creative relative to what we have. I see your point about not wanting fifty of them, but God, that would be an amazing year, wouldn't it? So
3: yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: It would, it would. for sure be an amazing year. I just, <laughs> I just think, I think that looking you know,
4: at the, looking at some oh, of the behind the scenes stuff, like um, reading. Uh, quotes from the directors. It sounds like so much. Not only heart went into this, but also uh, the the directors went through a lot of life stages while writing this. And I
3: yeah,
4: am I am I am I remembering that correctly? The directors also co-wrote it. Yes. yes. Yeah, I so. yeah. yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah. Cool, cool, uh, I'm not just Swiss Army spreading it, I guess, false I guess information thing, out like, here. To go even further, like with the accessibility part. Um, just because I completely forgot uh, one of the points I made to one of my friends. Swiss Army Man, I think, is hilarious. I think it's a really fun movie. But, like, if someone's like, yeah, this isn't funny. Like, I don't I don't see how you get enjoyment out of this, you sicko. I'd be like, yeah, you know, not everybody loves Harry Potter farting as a dead corpse. Um, whereas, like, this, I feel like it has enough. And, like, the humor feels just... Feel like it, it's going to connect with a lot of people. So, um, but I think uh, McKenna, do you have any uh, general thoughts, real quick? Because I think we want to jump well, into spoilers because we're kind of bouncing around certain things.
3: Yeah, I did. Yeah, and like this kind of works because I would it. I would say like, and I'm not sure what other people's theater experiences were in this chat, but I do think I think it is resonating with people. I went opening night, and it was packed, which I was like pretty surprised about because. I didn't, like you were saying before, like twenty-four a- movies don't usually have as big of an audience. You would have guessed that this is like opening night for a Marvel movie, honestly, with how packed this theater was. And everyone was just cracking up in the theater. Like this was a very, like, it's been a long time since I've seen a movie in a theater. It was just like lots of laughter, which I think is really cool. Um, you know, I've, you've had like more electric experiences with like dramatic, you know, uh, the, like theatrical experiences where everybody's reacting to whatever is happening, but just a movie where everyone's just having a good time. That was really, really cool. And I know um, Margaret was saying this, it continued to do really well, you know, at the theater she works at for quite some time. And, you know, I'm not sure what like this past week was, but at least that opening week, it was really doing numbers. So I do think that it is like reaching people in that way, which is so cool. I loved having that theater experience. I think obviously it was a great movie. Um I was really surprised when I got to the end credits. No idea that the Russo brothers produced it. Um
2: Yeah, I was waiting for someone for... to bring up the actual Marvel connection.
3: <laughs> yes. They are forgiven for Cherry because of this. I forgive them for making <laughs> for making that movie because the the fact that they th- threw some money at this project oh. i'm like good
0: <laughs> well in, in fairness they were already forgiven because they they solved homophobia in
1: look uh, you, Avengers you, you can't solve so homophobia sure. yet what they did so was true. have the courage to confront <laughs> um, homophobia so head on exactly it will
2: yeah. it will be <laughs> fixed when chris pratt yes. kisses chris hemsworth in in thor 3 or four or four. We, we
3: needed we needed the, uh, some Chris <laughs> some inter Chris action.
0: Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, let's 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 get a score on this project real quick, and then we can jump straight into spoilers. Uh, I would probably give this a some type of nine out of ten. I haven't settled because I'm still thinking about it. And nine point four. It's, hey. it's, it's a great movie, Todd. What would you give this out of ten? Nice, nice. Uh, Rich, what would you give this out of 10?
2: Fuck it, I'm going big. Full 10.
0: Wow, full send on the 10. Drew, what would you give this out of 10?
5: I gave it a 9, but I loved it. So. Nice.
0: McKenna, what would you give this out of 10?
3: Oh, nine and a
0: 9.5.
5: And, and
0: Sam...
4: Um, you know, I, uh, I also loved it. I'm probably going to say maybe like a 9.2. I don't know that I think it like stuck the landing at the end, but I absolutely forgive it for that. Um, I actually do have to hop off. I'm glad that I got my everything through all at once in this evening, though, because I have just been thinking about this movie nonstop. Um, I do wanted to contribute one last thing spoiler? to the accessibility conversation uh, before I leave i the first person i want to talk to about this movie once she sees it is my mom (laughs) because like uh reading some of the behind the scenes stuff it's clear that there's such like a millennial like influence on this movie just like the experience of having so much bombarded into your head it's like the writers have talked about uh how this kind of captures that feeling like michelle Yeoh's also captured or uh, also talked about how like she believes that this movie is partially about bridging the intergenerational divide in terms of like what it's like to grow up in these two different eras, and I think my mom is going to find this movie extremely overwhelming. <laughs> so, um, some of the some of the montages that they throw in there, I, I feel like my mom is going to watch it and be like, "Oh my!" <laughs> I think she's going to have to avert her
0: eyes. <laughs> I, guess, I guess I think there's there's enough of like a. Uh... Emotional heft like to it that will solve that because to, to your point, even one further, like one of the movies, um, and may you know, I know some people don't uh, resonate with it as much, but one of the movies that I kind of think is like mandatory viewing for like in your 20s, like you need to watch this. And a lot of people have uh brought up like Worst Person in the World, uh, which I still need to watch, but um, I've always said like Francis ha and I like that you bring up like even though this is like about a mom. You know who's not like in her 20s or whatever i think it is a, a film that's meant like you were saying for like a millennial age um which is interesting this might have i don't know i i think there's a lot to to grab here that
2: that's, i get that's what because, you're saying
0: though that it's so like attached to that um
2: that's because our entire generation is sharing one parental hug <laughs> through all of us <laughs>
0: Um, real quick, Sam, if you need to go, no worries, uh, but we are jumping into spoilers if you want to throw out any spoilers, uh, for the viewer, this is your time to leave. If you haven't seen the movie, please don't stay around, because you need to watch this and support the film. All right, bye, Spoiler! spoilers, spoilers. Sam, do you have any spoilers, or do you need to go?
4: Um, I actually, uh, don't have anything that I need to say other than definitely go see this movie. And I want to hear what literally everyone thinks about it, so please just just scream your thoughts into the void, and they will make their way to me somehow. Because I'm googling this movie nonstop.
0: So, some ways, spoilers,
4: spoilers, spoilers. Have fun, everybody. You want to hear
0: everything, everywhere? All, I really once? do. What? I really uh-huh. do. <laughs> uh, all right, on, bye, son? y'all. Right. Well, the first spoiler to me um, is sort of the one that we were bouncing around. I I saw a brief thing, and honestly, I thought it was, I thought there was a fat rat that was eating because I know there's a uh, raccoon that's like eating food somewhere, or maybe it's a bear. I don't know, but I didn't I didn't think that was from this movie. Uh, Raccoonie, um, yeah, <laughs> voiced by Randy Newman, uh, our new icon. Um, Here's the thing, and, and I'll probably touch on this more. Um, there are really funny bits that they do in this film, uh, whether it's hot dog hands, whether it's ugly eyes, whether it, there's all these different things uh, that they do. But they're so committed to these bits that they tie into the emotional weight somehow in their absurdity. Like it, it emphasizes that point even more. Uh, so something like uh, uh, Rakakuni uh, that you think is just a brief aside turns into this huge plotline and you're like, "This shouldn't work, but it's perfect. Like, it just does. Uh, but does anybody else have any spoilers you all want to go to? Um, I
2: have something to branch off of the Rakakuni thing. Perfect. Uh, so something interesting that I think this movie does that I haven't, you know, seen a lot of. So... Drew pointed out that there's like a lot of references within this movie. There are references to other movies. There are full scale scenes like the Rakakuni thing where they take them and kind of impart their own spin on it and, and work it into the movie. It almost feels like the film equivalent of sampling in music. But then at the same time for a movie that's so referential to feel this original at the same time is, is something unique to this film
5: yeah yeah i totally agree with that and i i really like the sampling thing because some of the references are really like stylistically over like the Wonkar white universe um or like the rakakuni one again riffing on ratatouille and everything and it's like sometimes it's really like film focused uh or like the old like you know 70s kung fu movie is another one but it's like I guess it's just like the energy that's behind all of it, it's still so unique to them and you can tell, like, especially I think in the script and the planning stages, like the pre-production must have been gargantuan for this thing. Yeah,
2: and those are those choices are all gambles because you risk losing your central story. No, hitting all these little references I mean, it's, and this it's movie does.
1: Strangely doesn't do that. that it like it, it manages to not it's overdo not it, even though it's a film that it just feels relentless the whole time. I like how invested I became in Rakakuni, Like when he When he's going away in that cage, I was, like, super invested in this ridiculous side plot. And, like, um, I just think the writing is really clever in a lot of these. Like, you talk about the hot dog fingers. I had the moment in real time where it's, like, they show the hot dog fingers. And then you're, like, well, how did that happen? And then they're, like, how about we show you? And then they just go back in time and show, like, people with hot dog fingers murdering someone with regular fingers. (laughs) <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. But it, I know. But yeah, they do and the so, two
2: thousand one. They the two thousand one with,
1: with, and with funny fingers. and like oh, yes, well <laughs> thought out. And I, I don't know. I was amazed by all those things. I, it, it was, it was great.
0: <laughs> I, I do wonder. It, it is an it, an important note because um, I brought up like the accessibility thing. I think most people like. This is the kind of thing I, I kinda of wonder about like when I was watching like Family Guy as a kid, like there would be certain references that like wouldn't make sense, but I would still be like, oh haha, that was silly. Like for instance, I was watching this one bit and they're referencing like the Whiz. Movie that like not as many people have seen, but I thought that was hilarious. And and to this point, like this is not like I'm not saying this Family Guy necessarily, but I do think there's a lot more like enjoyment or like understanding of like someone who has a broad range of like love for movies um that that to your point like I didn't even I obviously like I was like oh this is very like Wong Kar because like I've seen Wong Kar movies but maybe someone's like who hasn't seen that is just like oh this is an interesting style um unlike anything I've seen so far so I do wonder you know how how um how different audiences are going to see that. But yeah, to, to your point, Todd, um, look, I, I, yeah. I, teared up a little bit at, at I, It was just very impactful. It was, yeah. it was just this beautiful moment. It was yeah, it's the, guy, it's from the guy from Glee, right? Um, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Um, so it had that going for it. Um, and just, just the way they go about it. Cause it, it's similar to hot dog things. When I saw the hot dog things, I was like, are we, are we doing a, hot dog fingers thing but then they do the 2001 thing and then they even
1: you don't give up on it tie it
0: it in later (laughs) again it should be a stupid thing to me exactly they
3: they (laughs) you know it's funny i literally just like my my friend was talking to me the other day and they were saying that there's this style of humor that they like where somebody will like commit to a bit and they'll commit to it too hard to the point where it starts getting uncomfortable, but then they'll keep committing to it past the point of uncomfortability. To, and then, like, what, once you commit to it that hard, like you've gone th- past the desert of like uncomfortability, <laughs> you go like all the way around and now it's absolutely hilarious, it's, like funnier than it was when it first started. And I feel like that's this movie, like, they'll start a bit and you'll be like, aha, uh-huh, and then they keep going with it and you're like, oh okay, yeah. and then by the end you're losing your damn mind, and you are invested in it, and that's really, well, that's well, to, like yeah. go
0: even further, like all these crazy, absurd ideas like even the feet thing, they or the the hot dog hands thing, they, they have that one line that like works where they're like, you know because we had like this, we were able to do so much with our feet, and like again, it shouldn't, you're, you're I'm so glad you said that, McKenna, it should be a thing where you're like, this has overstayed its welcome, but instead it's like I am sold on whatever we're doing here uh, in this moment.
2: Um, Well, this film is full of things that usually in the writing process, you'll write it down. You'll be like, we're not going to use that. And they used all of it and it worked.
5: (laughs) I think the rock universe might be my favorite example because like, Because like the movie's pacing, that's like the one time that it really does like stop dead in its tracks. Because it's just two yeah. rocks on a cliff. Yeah, yeah. And it's but, but it, it, it was like the perfect time to stop, and then like just the text on screen. That was honestly like the funniest part for me. And then when it was actually like, we're in full spoilers. Um, when it's actually like, uh, the Machoio rock moving over to um her daughter and it's like for the hug and everything it was like actually got me like tearing up and when they're falling off the cliff and it's like it's beautiful because it,
0: it, it should be like this this silly comedic moment but but they set up so much they they have the thing with the dad at the start of the film where they set up this googly eye things and, and she's so like anti-fun uh or like the small little thing that he's like oh this is cute like who cares um that she then like embraces that and embraces her daughter yeah. uh, and then just turns over with the rock with these dumb little googly eyes. <laughs> and i lot, like, like, it's great when they're just rolling down the hill and it's, it should, yeah, it's, it's a, it, it might be my favorite one too. Um, As crazy as it is to say, just because I think it's like mm-hmm. a perfect, just a perfect like view of like falling off a cliff for someone that you love. Um. Mm-hmm.
3: And I like what you said about it It did come at the perfect time in the movie because that was when, I mean, the chaos was really just kind of like at its peak. We were really full in it and you were, it is overwhelming. It's an overwhelming movie in a good way, like in a way that you're so overwhelmed that you just have to roll with it. And I think that's the only way you can watch this movie, but you're just going through it and you're like, oh my gosh, I have so much to think about. And then it's just rock okay we're gonna take a step back from that and like like the text said at one point just be a rock we're just gonna be rocks for a minute and it does it like it breaks it it comes at a perfect moment and it just breaks up this really intense like stream of content that we've been that's been thrown at us it's like okay we're gonna take a moment for that and just be a rock and I think the timing, yeah, timing perfect.
2: Million dollar question: <laughs> Would you enter the multiverse to get an apology from your parents?
3: <laughs> yeah,
5: yeah. Yes, that but one, only yeah. if I can vibe in the car Wai universe. That's I want the hot dog I want to go there. Yeah,
1: I just want to
0: see the want... Cooney. The okay. um, uh, can we talk real quick
1: about geez the geez. Jamie Lee Curtis? Um, um she's freaking great in this movie. <laughs> of course, we need to. Uh-huh.
5: And he was so no good way. in it.
2: Yeah, she gets the show Just, full range.
0: Yes. Loved it. Well, okay, so, so to go even further real quick, because we we of course oh, yes. have the the infamous big screen boogeyman, uh the, the dynamic duo here. Um look, after seeing Lori literally sit in a bed for an entire movie right. um look jamie lee curtis is is an american treasure uh she is terrific she is an amazing actress and i just felt like uh you know i'm not even as big on the halloween reboot but she's great in the movie um and then halloween kills is just like well why did we have anyway that is to say like yeah she is so electric and alive like in this movie and she has to do like so much and all of it is just like yep that's that works oh I get what you
1: mean she's like in Halloween so weird she's not fully utilized go ahead uh in this film though yeah you're right she's alive there's this great part where there's like this shot from far away and she just stands up and looks really creepy and she's like starting to walk through cubicles and the whole time I'm just like this is just fucking great look at Jamie Lee Curtis uh Uh, She has so many different, like, little, you know, fun things she gets to do. So I loved it.
3: The weird thing
2: is... Go ahead, go ahead. ahead. Uh, The weird thing with this is, despite all the mentions (laughs) in Halloween Kills, in this movie, Evil did die tonight.
3: (laughs) Nice.
4: Good
0: one. But... Now, unfortunately, unfortunately, Michelle Yeoh did yeah. not try to attack um, with a toaster. You know, that could have been the go-to move. Uh, but Drew, sorry. Uh- uh,
5: no, it it was just, it's. I'm really glad she took this role, because on paper, and in a lot of the movie, it's so thankless, because right. she has, like, this ridiculous, like, wig and the fat suit and everything, and she's either, like, the angry IRS agent or the multiverse goon, or, like you know like she's the comic relief for so much of it but like a lot of the movie does really rely on like how they use her character as a foil for so many different scenes and like the fact that she that she's like just as willing to play ball for being like you know such a legacy actress as like michelle yeo is with this like ridiculous script and we should probably talk about michelle yeo a bit more soon but it's like I just, I can love how everyone in the movie is, like, so committed There's to, like, wonderful doing whatever Jamie Lee insane Curtis shows Michelle
1: Yeoh how to smoke of, out of a uh like, that takes place towards the end, and I don't know why, but I like that little moment between them, sorts of just cute things that they get to do. Yeah, I agree. We should talk about Michelle Yeoh as well. Mm-hmm. She's great. <laughs>
5: So yeah, did they I I, guess, I haven't read too much on some of the stuff behind this movie. Was the script written for Michelle Yeo? Or like did they have the idea and then like mold it for her?
2: I assume they had to, with you know, there's, I,
0: I there's the references to, to her career.
5: Yeah.
0: <laughs> there's so many this is so tied into Michelle Yeo as an actress. Um
5: It's like it literally divine. There's no one else who could, could do the it. script.
2: Like, I honestly can't think of anyone in this movie who could be recast and have it no. be a better like outcome.
3: Mm-hmm.
5: And just especially because yeah. I'm sure she did her own stunts for a lot of it too, because well, she's Michelle Yeah.
2: Well,
0: Glenn Close <laughs> is still alive and well. Everyone, um, I'm pretty sure <laughs> she's capable of these. Exactly two words: hillbilly. Two allergy? words:
2: hillbilly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, exactly.
0: Exactly. More like hillbilly. Yeah, that was good. Elv- good job. Every g like em- I don't know. Anyway, um, I was I was that you tried. Cut. I thought <laughs> you
3: tried to make it work.
0: Um, look, if if I just commit long enough to this bit, clearly I'll be nope. the best movie of of this year. I'm. Uh, <laughs> No, um, yeah, I, I think there's, there's some really good stuff that, that Yo is able to sell with, I do think, real quick, this is one, like, slight, and part of this was because, um, this is the first movie in the theater I've seen in a while, uh, I was, like, being texted a, a little bit because there was a thing going on, I'm in the process of moving, there was a thing going on at the house, doesn't matter. I kind of want to watch it again because like that was happening and I was kind of like not as into the start. That's not to say like it was bad or anything. I was like, man, they are throwing a lot like at the wall. Like it, this is cause you, you know, I've heard from a decent amount of people I've seen like the scores for this movie and they're really good. Um, and for the start of this film, it's like, Oh yeah. You know, it has some elements that like I see a lot of, how a lot of people can attach themselves to like, I know a lot of people have said, Oh, this is, this is the matrix sequel that we've needed. And I know some people that are big on the matrix sequels take, uh, you know, don't love that, but still love this movie. Um, but I do think like once it, once it really gets going and it gets into all those different universes and, and Michelle Yeoh's just, I don't it just eating up the screen with, with all these different, uh, performances that she's able to pull off in this movie and and just re-emphasizing I, I again i don't think anybody would fit this role it would be weird it would be like if you know they had tom hanks in this movie and they just happened to write this script before about a guy who sat on a bench and loved chocolates um a guy who had AIDS and went to a trial and then also someone who just discovered emails um and they're like whoa just coincidentally um this is the movie for you um but yeah what what are other spoilers because i want to talk about the ending but if y'all have any other stuff before um hey i challenge
2: you to name a better butt plug fight in film
0: okay i am so glad (laughs) you mentioned that because um that was a part of the movie. I was wondering uh, when when I was saying the accessibility part. <laughs> I, yeah, <laughs> I do think there's a level of like that might be a little too far for some people. I loved it just because that was insane. Um, in the fact, look, that you went, ease your way into you the butt plug fight,
3: and it was a great because you saw that like best accounting you know, trophy that she Everyone had and you, you're like, yeah. yes, exactly. Everyone saw you're like, that is a butt plug. And so it came back around and that's what we call set up and pay off baby that's I good feel-
1: writing.
0: Check <laughs> okay. off. I feel like I should <laughs> it's such <laughs> it is such good writing. You oh no, I feel like I
1: should come in and so defend is the older generations as saying, I think they done. can handle this. Uh I think they- <laughs> Oh, you! Oh, you're right. I'm not saying. Never mind. My apologies. Anyway, uh, I think somebody brought that up earlier in terms of like the the older generations. I do think there's an accessibility to this. What was I going to respond to though? Oh, I actually like the beginning of this movie because it felt like that part on a treadmill, which I haven't been on in years, to be honest. But like that, you go on and like at the very beginning, you kind of start on a slower pace. And then you kind of hit that point where you decide to speed up a little bit. Like, I liked that it was like this kind of light jog. And then all of a sudden in the background, you see the husband going crazy on the cameras and you're like, oh, shit, what's happening? And then from that point on, it's just insanity. I So I, yeah.
0: Because they have this thing, they have this thing where it's half and half. Where like they're explaining this universe, but also there is the most. And again, it, it, it is a testament to Jamie Lee Curtis's performance uh, that it's the most boring IRS conversation that you've seen. Um, and yeah, I, I do agree with you. That's that's a good comparison, Todd. Uh, and I'm I'm glad you brought it up because it ties into some of the pacing stuff we hinted a little bit at. I think I think the way this film, and again, this is why I don't necessarily have actual gripes with the beginning i think this film does such a great job with structuring its chapters um it basically like this this quote-unquote second act of this movie feels like okay here's the universe you're ready go on into it like now we're we're doing every everywhere um which is an, an interesting way to tie in the title um yeah it was it was really well done pacing wise um
1: Todd, what uh, was the whole... Just when curious. it said chapter um, two, I, and I looked down one. and I realized there was an hour left, I just had this...
4: Idea.
1: I just kind of had this moment of like, oh, wow, an hour. I don't think that's going to well, exist when I watch it at home, though, in the same way. <laughs> I... Right.
0: I saw this with Evan, and Evan Hi. didn't know how, how long the movie was. So when they have those credits <laughs> rolling... like looked at me like oh good movie i was like there's no way (laughs) like what it's only been (laughs) 60 minutes like i
3: i experienced a little too but it was a little bit before that because i just remembered thinking man we're like really a lot has happened and we're not even at part two yet And my brain was like, oh my gosh, we're not even at part two yet. This movie's going to be forever, (laughs) like a fear. Um, But it ended up, yeah, it it was not, I was just slightly afraid it was going to be excruciating because I was like, wow, this, I'm starting to feel length. And we're not even, you know, we're still in the everywhere (laughs) or everything section. But but I didn't even feel it by the end. And it it
5: helps. helps. Oh, go for it, It yeah, it was, and it helps it yeah, all at absolutely. once. So like, what are we two minutes, and then the credits two. So, <laughs> yeah. so yeah. the chapter thing is almost a bit of like a mis a misnomer for the organization because I was thinking like worst person, which is very strictly like when they say there's a chapter in that movie, it's like the actual sequence. Um. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs>
0: Uh, the lull that I had, uh, actually, we have three different ones. Um, it was kind of the ending, um, which is why I wanted to talk about this, because it brief, there was a brief moment where they have that great thing where Michelle Yeoh like, does a thing with the daughter where she's talking to the grandfather. and She's like, no, this is this is her girlfriend. And it felt like a really important moment. And I was like, I was I was bawling a little bit. Um, and then like the, the daughter storms out and th- they still have like m- so much more left to do. And I was like, wait, like we wrapped up this. We were done. This movie was finished. Like for a second that I almost was like, oh, well, did they mess up like the, it- But then like it keeps going. And it, again, much like the any other bit in this movie, um, at first I was thinking to myself, like, is this, maybe this isn't working as well for me. And then, like, it slowly ties everything together and everything culminates in this really interesting way where all of these different universes are syncing up in in the same tone to get to that conclusion that, that really works and sells this project. Um, but, yeah, I, I wanted to talk about, um, more specifically, uh, the dad, all of his lines, I thought, he just... He was incredible in, in the last act of this film um, where he's just he's talking about like, no, I just even even the Wong Kar Wai universe. Like, I can't believe like you broke my heart. Like, all I wanted to do was just, you know, uh, do taxes and, and work the laundromat with you. Like, that sounds like the dream to me. And and I do think there is this, this really interesting message that it has to say. Uh, that's like pertinent to now because there's so many you can overthink all these alternatives that you have um in your life like that you could choose between it's like no it's it's important to remember like you're here now in the moment and enjoying it uh you shouldn't worry about like some random decision you know that could have led you to be a movie star or whatever um and i did like that to me hit really well on top of the mother-daughter stuff i thought both of those messages um were important and didn't feel jumbled together which I think it's really hard to pull off.
2: Well, the the end of this movie digs into something which is, you know, what is the real you? Is the real you the you that shows up for work? Is it the you that's brushing your teeth? Is it the you that is, you know, with with your loved ones? Like what what is real and what is important? Absolutely.
3: I mean,
5: go ahead. Oh and i love that is so oh sorry um i i love that is so empathetic towards everyone's perspectives um in a weird way it was giving me like tree of life vibes in terms of like using like a, a very specific perspective to present like an idea of like universality of experience but I, where i think that movie was really focused on like you know malik's relationship growing up as a kid and everything here it's very much like this is michelle Yeo's story but it's also very considerate of the father the daughter um the grandfather like and everyone has their time to come to terms like with who the real them is and like what really is meaningful and what makes them happy and i love that it does give everyone room to really like shine and like explore their purpose even though it's so focused on uh you know michelle yeo's character at the end of the day
2: well it's it's also like a cheerful brand of nihilism like rather than saying that everything is meaningless and worthless it's saying that anything that you attribute meaning to is equally valid because everything's meaningless. Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
3: I was going to say, this is very, I'm like, I, I maybe I was like, party was like, man, do I just like this so much? Cause this is like a philosophy I really like subscribe to. Cause I'm very much like that's, that's something that I've thought about a lot. I'm like, nothing means anything. And so that mean that's a good thing because everything means something. Um, you know, you got to make your own meaning out of life and what you're doing. And that was, it was just a really creative and beautiful way of well, displaying a philosophy I that I was already comforting like, yeah, about I'm it. on and board. I could see the, like, you know,
1: especially being maybe helpful to like younger generations for, uh, uh is, it's film that makes you feel better about the fact that we clearly live in one of the dark timelines. You know what I mean? Like, uh, that you can still kind of, like, find hope, right? Is like what a lot of you are saying uh, in in this scenario. I don't know if that makes sense or not. But it's, yeah, it's, it's a film that's very, like, cheerful uh, nihilism. I like that particular term. I think that's well said.
0: Well, uh, sorry to go this isn't to get into arguments because I what do I know about philosophy um, of the brief stuff that I I researched for a video I did um, mm-hmm. I do think like this ties into like so much of, of absurdist ideas and that's why like Camus when he was first like dropping all his knowledge like everybody's like oh you're a nihilist and he's like no no I'm not a nihilist because like I, the the world is dumb, but like there's still purpose in it. You know, I, I it, it was an interesting like separation from that, um, which is you know in some ways like hopeful nihilism because it's like the world doesn't matter, but that's okay. Uh, you can still like enjoy your life and not be like ah the world sucks and I'm here. Um, <laughs> and I do think like the the film does a really interesting job of like no like the Doing all this stuff with someone, like even if you're suffering, like you're still with that person. Again, um, mm. like I, I, I really don't think a lot of films can pull that off well, um, where you believe that dad selling that at the end because he's just he is not. I, I think they do a really great job in the first act, setting up the divorce papers as not an act of like, hey, I want that. We, we're done. We need to end this because otherwise it would feel. You know, out, of, out of nowhere yeah it, it would feel out of nowhere at the end um but instead he's like no i need i need something from you like you you are not present like i need to figure this out like i want to love you because you see there's, there's this beautiful thing at the at the start where he sees this old couple and you can tell just with the look in his eye where he's like i just want this like i don't want i don't need like a superstar lifestyle i don't need like like any of that stuff i just he just wants like this love and it's a beautiful love and it's it's a great movie um
3: i really this is a small thing i just loved that after they were like grandpa your granddaughter is gay this is her girlfriend get over it he didn't have any problems (laughs) with it he was immediately like gay like <laughs> like very love on board year? for it yeah and i was i really liked that that was just a fun little thing it was like yeah it ended up being no problem for him, whatever for, like she made a bigger problem like problem out of it than it needed to be and i just loved the grandpa was so happy he was like hmm. oh hell yeah i got a gay Hi, grandkid <laughs>
2: Well, there's always that fear of the unknown and and an unknown variable. That grandpa, by the way, James Hong, Mm -hmm. with like
1: some of the most credits on IMDb, he deserves like a lifetime achievement award somewhere. Mm -hmm. So I hope uh, you know that happens someday. He's 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 a pretty cool lifetime journeyman actor.
3: Honestly,
5: like I think all of the leads here kinda of, right. this is kinda of like their you know, this is my big like yeah, I think that's yeah, you know, yeah, I think that's a capstone thing.
0: Yeah. All right. Does anybody else have any other spoilers before we wrap this Because.
2: <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna start working this week on my everything bagel Halloween costume. <laughs> I'm excited to see I did, that. Get a,
3: I did get a bagel, I think, the day after, maybe two days after seeing this movie. It was very successful in making me want a bagel.
0: See, that's um, weird because Todd did the opposite. Uh, no bagels I did. for Todd, uh, but he did duct tape <laughs> hot dogs to his hands. He's, he's trying to chase that high. Yeah. I get it. We've all been there. Yeah, it happens to the best of us. Uh, I have tried to befriend a raccoon uh, you know, to no success so far, but uh, we'll see. <laughs> are we going to get a
2: spin-off series of of Chad and Raku Kuni? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I hope so. The things
5: dreams are made of.
0: Yeah. Um, but that's going to be it for this episode of All That Film. If you stuck around for this... Uh, we got we got good stuff coming down the pipeline. Uh, me and Evan are probably going to do an anime recap episode. Um, and then so many people are talking about it in this. Even uh partner had asked me to watch the show, and, and I haven't uh, had time to catch up on it to finish it. But so many people yep. uh, in this group want to talk about Our Flag Means Death. So we'll probably have an episode of the whole season of this week, uh, and maybe Severance as well, and possibly Winning Time. Uh, Rich, are you still watching Winning Time, or, or no? I am. Okay, gotcha. I, uh, we'll talk more on that later, but thank you again for checking out this episode. And of course, thank you, Todd. Thank you, Rich. Thank you, Drew. Thank you, McKenna. And thank you, Sam, uh, for a brief appearance, first time. Uh, see you guys on the next one. Bye. Bye.
3: I thought that was Craig. I was like, wait, I didn't even (laughs)